It's Tepo Waffle Time! Okay, welcome to Tefl Waffle, where Troy and Steve don't know how to use technology and are struggling to even get this podcast started. Uh, but we have now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> We're um, waffling today about technology. <laughs> Apropos of that previous statement. Okay, so the background is that we've all been teaching online. Yeah. COVID dish style. Yeah. yeah. And Co- my question... No, I think that would be COVIDishly. I think it's COVIDishly. COVIDishly. And um, the, <laughs> the question is, are our students actually learning when we're teaching them online? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so the first question is, can a student learn a language online? Well, we're going to have to stop for a minute and differentiate online from online because there's online learning so two years ago if you said uh, hey I'm applying for a job and I, I did an online TEFL the, your head teacher goes Ooh, yeah, well, better online, than nothing online TEFL would mean that they sent you a book or a website or a, a, an email and you read video. it yeah I read it you read it you watched it yeah, and then you write, wrote three little assignments. Or check the right box or whatever, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then you opted for the additional grammar module where yeah, you, where you, top, you ticked you some read, boxes. read the thing and ticked the box, yeah. And then you got your TEFL course, and that was online. Yes. Which so actually is distance learning. Yes, because you there's no hands-on experience whatsoever, and you don't actually interact with anybody in any sort of well place I mean distance fail. learning distance learning strictly speaking you can like you can study at home and then there's some sort of forum thing where you in, in theory yeah where you're encouraged to partic- participate and and network with your peers to yes and then when you go on I, I did one and there was a thing called blackboard and we went on and there was Username, username five, um, and you don't know who it was or what. And, and later the, on, you the find top, the top post is the guy going, uh, "How do we use this forum? <laughs> what, yes. What's that for?" Uh, I agree with username three. Does anyone know how to reset your password? <laughs> anyway, so that strictly speaking, that's distance learning. Yeah, which is what was called online learning. But it was just distance learning using the medium I mean, of the I, computer. I don't know. You know, we used to say an online TEFL, but it wasn't an online TEFL. It was no, it was a distance TEFL. Yeah. It was a it distance was a, TEFL. What once I mean, upon a time would have been called correspondence. Yeah, the difference between them sending you a book and them sending you a, a series of websites that you've got to read through is... Negligible Negligible, at best. yeah. Uh, okay, but now the current version of... Online learning. You can hear my air quotes, right? Online learning. Okay. Um, involves a lot of video conferencing. So there actually is a lot of... Can you call it face-to-face time? Well, I mean, even... even screen face-to-screen yeah, time? We need to dis- differentiate between synchronous online learning, which is, Zoom, which is Zooming and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and asynchronous online learning, which is Google Sites where you go and you do the things that the teacher has told you to do, and then you meet the teacher 
at three o'clock in the afternoon and and get feedback or yeah, answer some questions, which is fancy homework. Well, it it's the traditional version of a flipped classroom, right? I mean, a flipped classroom is you do the work, this this the grunt work before the lesson, and then the lesson itself is a. Uh, is discussion checking your homework well it's a discussion thing I mean we had this at university when I was like this is 400 years ago and they were called tutor sessions or something and we had to go and read whatever we had to read and then we had to come in and and discuss it in small groups and in my small group there were these six or seven seriously overpowering personalities who (laughs) (laughs) and I just sat around at the back I never did any of the work I just took notes on what they were talking about. I didn't know if they were talking about the right thing because I just hadn't actually done it. So I, I actually have a classroom. I have a problem with flipped classroom okay. to, uh, methodology. But, I mean, that's what asynchronous learning essentially is. Go and do the work. Some of it's good. I mean, the teacher has got a, you know, on the Google sites, you can put a YouTube video in and you can put a Google Doc in and you can put some forms on. And but this is just distance learning with feedback now. Well, and it's designed specifically for you. I mean, if, if you think about, I'm, I'm studying a TEFL course from some course in London. They write the website and they send you the link and everybody's just doing the same stuff. If, if it's this kind of asynchronous learning for you, this class, the teacher's designing it, presumably, for Theoretically, you. Theoretically, but for in reality, they're using what they well, now that seven years ago. Now, now that it's all new, the teachers are designing it specifically with the student in mind. Yeah, okay, uh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so we've got synchronous and asynchronous online learning and then distance learning. All right, so... Maybe we've got a continuum. From? From the most distant, where the teacher actually doesn't even know who username 3 is. Okay. To to synchronous, where you're actually talking to the teacher in real time. In, and in wait. the middle, there's, you, there's a classroom with only a certain number of people in it, and I know exactly who those people are. And they know each other? Hopefully, maybe, okay. in theory. Anyway, the question remains... Can students learn in which of those online? Well, and on any of them. I mean, okay, so I can learn Latin. In the comfort of your own home, wearing your pyjamas while eating chocolate at 3 yes, a.m. But, but am I actually able to speak or communicate in Latin? No, I just know there are declensions. That's a terrible and, example. No, well, that's the thing. Can I learn to ski online? Well, no, because I need... I need to do. I need to do it, right? And language is kind of like skiing yeah. rather than like Latin. Yeah. So I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. I need communication. I mean, I'm an interactionist, so I believe that languages are learned best by... Well, if the whole purpose of a language, is excluding interact. Latin, is to communicate... Well, and to ancient Greek if all... And those languages, yes. yes. Proto-Indo-European. <laughs> you know, it... If the if the reason why you're studying English is because it counts as three credits at the end of the year, then who cares? Really, who cares? I mean, those people are being forced to study English. They don't care about English. They're not learning to communicate. No, but I mean, They're if, learning to if, pass okay. their test. But, but let's think about why has the university said you need a three-credit course in English? Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, they went, well, it has to be 24 credits and we've only got 21. No, no, no. Let's I mean, force everyone to do English, even though that guy is studying no, no. tennis, sneaker, soul engineering. Yeah, but, but the thing is that ultimately the reason why they put that in is because every scientist who does sneaker, soul engineering needs 
to speak English or have proficiency in English at some level. So the three-credit course is, from the student's perspective, it's just a three-credit course, and yes, you must just finish everything. That's all university students. But, but from the teacher's perspective, you want the student at the end of the three credits to have some proficiency. No? Uh, I, I mean, yes. I mean, I like your theory. I just don't believe it's true. Okay. If you don't believe it's true, then, then online teaching or learning doesn't matter. Could well, just there, finish the three if credits. If we're only talking about only only this type of learning, where the whole point is that you have to pass, then really, you know, so many of the students never learn English in the classroom anyway. You know, but... I, I, oh my God, that's such a cynical... I know. Oh, Troy. Okay. Steve, have you ever been to a Thai high school? <laughs> I know, you're not wrong. Have you been you know, to a Thai high school? Yes. And please tell me the difference between the curriculum of the first year of high school and the fourth year of high school and the sixth year of high school. What is the difference? The difference is that the students, as they get older, become less engaged. And, and each of them is studying the present continuous Oh, yes, in the past and Yeah, no, no, I know. No, I know. And uh, we've got the problem that students can study English for eight years and back finish. to back on the, and, and still not communicate in any way. And actually, they've covered the same thing eight years in a row, let's over all, and over let's, again. Let's all just go and commit suicide. This is a disaster. No, but this is one of the reasons why I am a teacher, is because I care, and I think that... I think that it's complete and utter bullshit that the students have to study the same thing over and over again, and it's boring, and it doesn't count, and it doesn't matter. But, if, but you see, that's because we're not interactionists. We're going through the curriculum because it's a curriculum, yeah. not because we're actually trying to get the students to use language. But there's nothing wrong with taking that curriculum and going, what can I do with this? And making something out of it for your students that can be interesting. I mean, the best classes I teach are the classes where they say oh, there's no book. And I go, ooh, what are the students? What can I, oh, oh, I've noticed that they're struggling. Oh, ooh. And there's a million things that can be done that are, I don't know how meaningful it is, but at least it's meatier. Yeah. <clears throat> my, my experience with observing teachers is there are teachers that you walk in and the teachers are interacting with the students. They know their names. They're... And there are other teachers who go are doing in page go, 14. We're, yeah, we're doing page 40, uh, open your books, look at the picture, do exercise one. There's no questions or interaction. Or, so, I mean, the, those teachers, in my opinion, are wasting everybody's time, Yeah. including their own. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm sure most of them hate their job too. Well, okay, so let's just scrap all those teachers and all those classrooms because they're irrelevant okay, for the moment. So, so now we've got the real teachers with real interaction and there's presumably some learning going on. And the purpose of the learning English is to actually learn to communicate and interact. Right, and rather than just finishing the curriculum and getting your three credits. Okay, all right. So now that we're finally here... Yeah, yeah we're there. Okay. okay. Now let's put those teachers online all in right. Zoom. All right, so we're doing the synchronous... Synchronous online... Uh, uh, video conferencing, right. real time. Yes. Everybody's meeting up at at six pm. All right, and we're all together. In all right, now you've taught classes where there's been twenty three students in yep. the same room yep. on Zoom. Yeah, and these have been presumably at least some of them have been interested in learning, and you're interested yes, in teaching. Yeah, has there been any learning taking place? I think 
I hope that it has. Okay. It's so hard to tell. It really is. So the question is, did the students speak in English to each other? Uh, yes. Did they speak in English to you? Yes. Did you cover curriculum stuff or did you do communication and interaction? Uh, both. Sounds like it's a good lesson. Yeah, not bad. So the upshot is, you can learn language online. Okay, so the things that I've realised you can, I've I've done writing online, and the writing was very minimal verbal communication. There there were certainly some, but that worked really well because every student, uh, in the beginning, it was a shared Google Doc between three students, I think, and they were working on their piece of writing together, and I could see what they were working on. I had them in their breakout groups, and I could go from group to group and talk to them and give them feedback in real time as I was writing. And in a weird way, them writing it online on Google Docs while I could read what they were writing as they wrote, it was kind of better because I once I learned that I had to let them finish a paragraph before I started giving them any feedback on it, I could give them much more real-time feedback than they could put that straight into use in, in the next paragraph. So the writing was okay. Um, I Okay, so you, you're doing that on Google Docs? and each Google group... Doc and Zoom at the same time. Okay, and the students have got a group Google Doc? Uh, we did it both group and individual. The individual one actually worked So how do you do? Pretty... You, you share 26 Google Docs with one individual each? Yeah. Okay. It's the tedium of it. Okay. I, I've got to make a document where so I paste a list of links. Do you go into your classroom 14 hours before the lesson starts and set this all up? Uh, the night before, I make like, I make a Google Doc master template and that I can show them what they're going to be doing. I make the 14 documents, one for each student, and I make a lesson plan, and the lesson plan is full of links. So, for example, when it gets time that I've got to share each student their link, I don't have to open the doc, click share, copy link, paste link. I've got it all on another Google Doc that I alt-tab into that document, copy the link that's got the student's name above it, and then I send that to them privately on Zoom, and, and they open it. And I actually have a second computer with a, a different screen that's just 25 tabs of... Of their writing. Yeah. And it did work. In fact, for writing, it really wasn't that bad. Okay, how about speaking? Oh, the pronunciation is just atrocious. I don't know how. I'm just beating my head against a wall. I'm really trying to get a class to just do really simple sentence stress. And we've covered it over and over again. And it just... They just keep reverting back immediately to... What is your name... Uh, why is that happening and not... I don't, why, I don't why know. Why does that not happen in a classroom? Um, part of it is... I, you know, I don't know. I mean, in the classroom... In the classroom, I'm, I'm very mobile, so I, I'm moving around quite a lot. I'm not focusing on a student. I'm focusing on students, and then I'm picking up whenever a student is getting it wrong, and I'm quickly stepping in with that student, and I can quickly... So it's faster. I can do immediate correction and feedback and whatever. Whereas with the online, if they're in groups, I've got to go group to group to listen to them. Or if we're one big class, it's only one student who can speak at a time. 
and I've got to have the students' names all written down on a sheet of paper that, with a little grid so that I can start randomly calling on them because if I go, okay, now it's your, your turn, Ben's, okay, now milk, now etc., they just stop listening as soon as they've had their turn. So I've got to try and ask them randomly and... Uh, Oh, okay. And there's so little attention being paid by some students. Not by all, but by some. I don't know that's true in a classroom as well, but... Uh. Okay, well, it's sounding good. How about reading? Um, the reading class was good. The students spoke way too much time in their groups, but it worked. It, it worked quite well, actually. Did you give them an outside website to read or a blog or a... Uh, no, the way I did it is I took a news article from a website... Uh, and I pasted that into a Google Doc because I was worried about giving them a link. And uh, I had each of them, each of them had the document. And what I did was, when they opened the document, all they saw was the article. Uh, in fact, it was the article with some blanks in it. I did a little close listening first. And then they had to compare that to the link, see how good they were with their listening. And from then onwards, what I could do was just quickly tab through and just control C from my master document, copy my first task, and then tab, paste, 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 paste. To onto e each document. Onto each document. And the students were in groups. Um, so I called them back into the whole class to give the instructions and the example and set it up. Uh, then I'd send them back to their group and I'd paste, 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 paste quickly and I'd just change from group to group to group. Okay. And the reading one actually worked pretty well. Okay, yeah, the reading reading can work online because it's it's online anyway. If okay. the, on a piece of paper, on a screen, it's the same. How about using apps like mm, Flipgrid? Okay. Mentimeter. All right. Uh, okay, so... Quizlet. I've tried... I've tried myself messing around with them. And the amount of teacher training that I had to do for myself to make the, them work I'm still really struggling to get some students to learn how to use Google Docs now let's take that a step further and say now I want you to download an app and put in this code and press this button and the, the, the time that I'm losing in learner training constantly and, and the times where I have to go it's okay cartoon just write it on a piece of paper and send me a photo of your piece of paper at the end <laughs> because she, she can't use Google Doc. Oh. She, I can't type to you, and, you know, it's, it's interrupting the class with everyone else, and I'm trying to focus on her and explain to her how to do it, but I don't know what operating system she's using. Is she on a... And I'll ask questions. Are you on a computer or your phone? Yes, teacher. And then, you know, it... it yeah. So I had a, in one of my classes, I had a student who yeah. was super savvy on the computer. Okay. We were playing a game and, um, oh no, we were doing presentations. And I said, okay, who wants to go first? And he said, let's spin. And I said, okay, spin. And he had, he took control of the screen and zoomed. Yeah. He had this thing open where there was a, a, a spinner. Yeah. And he had names of all the students in the spinning Ooh, machine. Nice. He'd set it up in like... I don't know, three seconds, and he spun it. And every time it landed on somebody, that person's name was removed from the spinner. And 
so spinner.com or I don't know what it was but he he had that and when there was a problem with somebody else who didn't understand what to do um, he he sorted it out it was really cool so he would give them the IT coaching in Thai in Thai yeah <laughs> which which I suppose is a lost opportunity because if I can do it in English then it's English and yeah. that's Interaction and communication, but as you say, it's only one student, and then what are the rest doing while that's happening? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had... So, for example, part of my lesson plan is planning how I'm going to introduce things like... I mean, simple things like Google Docs. So the very first time was I had it on a shared screen, and this is a class that I've been doing, I don't know, I think about the six lessons. <clears throat> the first class... I had a Google Doc, I shared the screen, they told me what to write, and I wrote to fill in an activity. Then for, then I repeated that activity again, I mean, a different, slightly different language, but another, another one, and I shared the document with the whole class, and everybody could do it at the same time. And then the next time I did it, uh, it was shared, we were in a whole class together, but three or four people were sharing one document. And the next class, okay, let's do one activity in breakout rooms. And two people can't do it, but it's it's only five minutes, so I spend the five minutes trying to get them to use it, and everyone else, and while going, okay, hold on a second, I've got to check group two, someone's asking for help. And, you know, introducing all the... It's not all the technology. It's not that much. No, I mean, but there's I've got a, it's part of my lesson yeah, plan. Yeah, well, is it, training the there words. is a lot that can go wrong. I was in a, I was a student in a class, and there was a breakout room, and there were I don't know eighty, nearly eighty, mm-hmm. nearly eighty of us, and he broke us into work breakout rooms. Yeah, it took him quite a long time because he asked us what we wanted to focus on, and then he tried right. to put all the people in the right in, group, in the groups together, but I didn't allocate which one I wanted because I was interested in all of them so I just thought well let's see where I landed up um, and everybody went to the breakout group, groups except me <laughs> oh, so just you and the teacher and the teacher disappeared because they were the t- teacher going disappeared to look at a breakout room I was just sitting there and he came back because they obviously left and he was he said to me what are you doing here and I said mm, I'm not in a room and uh so there is quite a lot that can go wrong, especially when you're dealing with large numbers. It was my fault. It wasn't the teacher's fault. Um, oh, but I've had things so... I um, had an activity where the students were in, a, in one group for five minutes or ten minutes, and then I moved one of the students out of the group into another one, so each person would get a new partner. But three-quarters of the students clicked the link when it said join breakout room yeah, three yeah. and one quarter of them clicked leave breakout room which sent them back to the main group yeah. uh, and then there were some groups with only one person in it because right. their partner had left Yeah. and then when I said uh, no you're supposed to be in the group click the, the link they went it's gone Yeah. because they click leave yeah. it's gone teacher alright I'll move you to a different group can you see it now no I can't see it you've got to click the thing on the bottom of your screen which one Next to, I don't know what platform they're using. Yeah. On Windows, it's next to chat. Yeah. On uh, Linux, it's next to something else. And You know what I had a problem with, with the breakout group? So I set them up, and I go in, and I check group one, and I come back out, and that takes 30 seconds. Yeah. You go back to the other one. And I've checked all six of them now, and I think, okay, well, that's enough. 
But I don't know because I've got to you go don't know back. If they're in. finished or not? That's right. I've got to go back in and look again and find. <laughs> this is a big part of the reason why I'm using Google Docs a lot, so I can see where they're at in their task. Now, I want to say that I had a class yesterday, and I, I tried something out. So, I started the lesson on Sunday, and the students had this big grid that they had to fill in with information about all of their classmates. And on Saturday. I had them in a pair, and there were 20 questions I had to ask their partner, and their partner would ask them, and then I'd switch them to the next partner. And of course, it, in half an hour... You can only do four people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, what I did yesterday, I didn't know if it was going to work, but I mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of it's just experimenting. Not that I don't do that in my regular classes as well. What I did was, I said, we have to finish this today. And here's your goal. You have to try to finish yours. Now, if you do that by just listening to other people ask and answer questions, if you can pick up who is being asked the question and what their answer is and get it onto your grid, great. Uh, but if you're missing anything, you've got to ask the question. And I made it a free-for-all. And in the beginning, it was one guy. So, Ben's... Uh, what did you have for dinner last night? And everybody's and listening. Everyone's listening. Yeah. But then, I st- eventually, another student started, and then another student, and half of the class was a class of eight. Yeah. Half of the class started calling out call phone calls. So half of the class didn't really participate that much, but they were passively participating, so listening and trying to complete their own grid. Two of the students couldn't figure out how to Google Docs, so I hope they were writing on their piece of paper, but I don't know because I couldn't see it. But the other half of the class was shouting over the top of each other. And, of course, the way that Zoom works, you can interrupt each other, and two people can speak at the same time, but then two people are answering at the same time while the, one of the other students was repeating the question because they didn't hear the answer from their partner. And it was chaotic, but great. It was actually really communicative. I mean, it was, it was, it was like real life is. No, 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 blah, 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 I need you. It, it worked. It was chaos. And for those, for a couple of students, they were way too passive. But, but there always are ghost students in the class anyway, who will just stand around and listen to everybody else talking. So, the upshot is, uh, students can learn language online. Students' aspects of language can be taught online. And now it's time for a word from our sponsor, and today's sponsor is Ubuntu. Troy? Would you like to tell us about Ubuntu because they're our sponsor? Okay, so uh, at the moment, Steve's got a TV that's running Ubuntu Mate with Kodi on top of it, which Uh launches at startup. And it's great. It's awesome. And that's the nice thing about Ubuntu is also uh, one of my Zoom machines Uh is running... running But wait, some backup here. LXDE on Ubuntu, Ubuntu is an alternative to... Uh, it's not an alternative to it. It's an, it's a, it's a, just another OS for your computer, right. but it's free, and it's open source, and, and it's very easy to and use, and it's community supported. Mm. And so you can put it on your computer and run it instead of whatever you're running on your computer now, 
Yes, and if it doesn't work, you'll be able to make it work no matter what. But uh, I hope that you like playing with things. Right. So thanks for listening, guys. Go play with your things. Hey, Fallout Fall is proudly brought to you by the Nonstop Buffalers, Troy and Steve. For any question, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tefolverfall at gmail.com or visit www.tefolverfall.com.